0: Five Things, a podcast where we bring on my favorite funny people and we ask them five things. I'm your host, Rosh Abdullah. Five Things is presented by Bad Dog Theater. Bad Dog Theater is a Toronto comedy school and improv theater devoted to unscripted performance. They host classes and shows in person and online. Check out baddogtheater.com to get tickets or enroll in class today. Before we begin, I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge that the land on which we gather is part of the Treaty Lands and the territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit. It is also the traditional territory of the Haudenosaunee, Anishinaabe, and Huron-Wendat nations. This territory is subject to the Dish with One Spoon Treaty, a covenant between the Haudenosaunee and Anishinaabe. Five Things! Five Things is a classic improv game. We use it to get uh, performers out of their heads. It's a great little warm-up. One performer will ask another to name five things out of a category. Uh, One time I asked Someone to name five ways to show someone you love them, and they just listed love languages. And that was on me. That was on me for asking that. (laughs) Um, So, we're going to play five things with our guest. Our guest today is actor, writer, comedian, and co host of the great Canadian baking show, Alan Shane Lewis. Welcome, Alan.
1: Hi. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much for being on here. So, Mm -hmm. Alan, you ready to get a warm up going before we ask you the real five things?
1: Yeah. What are my five love languages? Okay. <laughs> uh, time spent.
0: Uh, you're gonna like this one. I, I thought it specifically for you. I mean, I thought of it and I was like, who would be good at this? Alan would five reasons why your chief wants your gun and badge.
1: Oh, cause I don't play by the rules. Ooh, That's Renegade one. one. Uh, <laughs> uh because uh i i i don't do my paperwork i, I would never be able to do wow, paperwork if i was just
0: a, you wild card all around you're just, just... awful
1: <laughs> what are five different ways to say a wild card uh
0: <laughs> i don't do it
1: let's see i don't know oh uh because i refuse to accept it in the first place because you know yeah once again For the, the okay. all just cops you know i don't want to be a cop anymore I almost became a cop. I almost became a RCMP. I had no direction in my life, and I was just filling out paperwork. And my school was like, they need black people. And I was like, all right. And then, That's what almost happened.
0: Uh, yeah. What happened with that?
1: Uh, I needed my G license, and I think it was one other thing. I finished everything in my package, did the pair testing, did all that stuff. And because I didn't have my G license, they wouldn't take me. So I just never
0: did Never. you know you had to get your g license beforehand
1: i tried to get it so i took a day off work and then i went to go get my test and then i failed and i was like i didn't like this feeling so then i just <laughs> did the old alan thing and just like eh,
0: someone who does stand-up comedy <laughs> is that the worst <laughs> yeah. bomb of your life You're failing it, your driver's yeah. license
1: yeah i tried to shake the guy's hand at the beginning you didn't want to didn't shake. Work. It. I, didn't I work
0: like, and he didn't give you a license after that
1: I felt so rejected and I was like, you know what? I'll just slink into this life that I'm doing here working at this place.
0: I'll let you continue uh to list the five things, but I do want to say that I with my G2, I failed twice before I even left the parking lot and then the third time I like <laughs> did like I went away for a year, came back and I was like, I'm going to get it over with. I'm just going to like book the thing, get it over with, whatever. And uh when we got into the car, they asked, uh, how many times have you driven before this? And I was like, none. Like just came back to the country, just this <laughs> and they looked at me in a way where I just like I immediately remembered that there's a there is a number that you're supposed to say. Like I remember when I was taking classes, the guy was like, When they ask you, say this the number. And then I was like, Oh shoot, but I don't remember what the number is. So I looked at them and I, was, I was like, Oh wait, because they were like in the last three months, how many times have you driven? I was like, none. And then I was like, Oh wait, did you say sorry, did you say the last three months? Three
1: months. <laughs> Oh, I'm in a million, a <laughs> yeah. million times.
0: Uh, I was like, uh, four times. And she's like, the minimum is five. And I had to be like four there, four back. That's eight. <laughs> and she, she accepted it. And you know what? If she was like, nah, nah, I see right through you. I would have failed a third time before leaving the parking lot.
1: But you know what? You pulled it out. That was I amazing. got it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: no, I'm still not allowed to drive. But
1: Yeah. Uh... <laughs> uh. Oh, so yeah.
0: Re, yeah reasons thing three for your chief wants your gun and badge.
1: Uh, I bedazzled it too much. He's like, can't do that. Can't. Sp- you got your covering up, protect and serve. You put you know your own spin on it. You Can't have that here.
0: Haven't you read the protocol? No bedazzling the gun. But
1: I just want st- to you know stand out is my whole thing. You know. I, yeah. Don't want to blend in as a cop. That'd be boring. Uh, and then last uh because I you saw it on eBay and I was gonna sell it. I was like, you know what. This probably fetch a pretty penny, and he's like, "You can't do that. Just give it here." And I'm like, "It's probably for the best."
0: Oh, and then the fifth reason he wants your gun so he can sell it on eBay.
1: Exactly. See, it's bedazzled. It looks so nice.
0: But it's an inside job. <laughs> it was the chief all along. Great. Thank you so much. Okay, you ready for the 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 real hard hitters? That was that was child's play. That was bush league.
1: Yeah, I'm ready for the real stuff. Let's do it.
0: Okay, actually, I just read the first question. I'm like, you're going to hate this. <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> with The real stuff?
1: Hey, <laughs> Not in about it. you're going to hate this, hate this question.
0: <laughs> you're going <laughs> to hate it because... <laughs> The only time I've ever reached out was one other time. And it was to ask you the same question, which is as soon as I knew you were on Bake Off, I was like, I've got a million. <laughs> and I like, emailed you to ask this specific one is that do you get to try everything the contestants make?
1: So, yeah, uh, now we sort of get to. Uh, before, we would, we couldn't because of COVID. And we just didn't know what oh. was kind of going on. So. Uh, we didn't get to try it as much unless it was on camera. If you got to see us eat on camera, that was pretty much all the time. But season two, me and Anne kind of figured it out. We're like, This this okay? This is all right. And then I'm like, eh. so we just started like loading up like to-go bags of just like scraps, <laughs> things they've already made and just went about it and
0: yeah. Right. Does does the crew fight over leftovers? Like where did the leftovers go? It's
1: pretty much just being and are fighting mostly for the things. I've noticed that it's it's me going back to the trailer going like look what I got. You don't have this and then going in my room and eating some cookies till my stomach hurts.
0: <laughs> oh, so you don't get to try everything.
1: Not everything. There's like a tasting, like a, a royal tasting is when you get to like do it with the uh, the, the the judges. So that, that, that time you get to try all the food but if you're not in the royal tasting you get an early lunch. So you get to like go back so you don't get to see the finished product so you could be like when i come back i want to have that one that one that one and could you please and please and then she does that for you (laughs) and then vice versa
0: yeah so do you try to try as much as you these are all like when i say truly these are not all the five questions but question (laughs) one is broken down into points and i just have so many yeah wait with covid why couldn't you why couldn't you still eat it i'm sure it's an obvious reason but
1: I think at the time we just didn't know like the science behind a lot of things going on. I think it was still during the days of like washing our groceries and stuff like that, so we didn't know how it was transmitted. There was kind of a lot of confusion about a lot right. of it, so it was just like don't eat it. Only the only the judges, because if one person gets COVID, I should stand right. entire production, and so they were like very strict on a lot of different things. And there's like not COVID police, we've kind of call them COVID police, but they're like people who just like will watch what's going to going on, separate people, and be like, yeah, kind of clean your hands now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I forget sometimes that. There was a point where we didn't even have a vaccine. Like I completely forget that mm.
1: right. It's this whole two years have just been I want to say fifteen years, truly. And it's just my memory as far as like recalling, like recalling things and playing things out. It's just it's so far. So and yeah. the
0: worst thing about Covid is that you could have had so many more cakes so and so many, many more cupcakes. Then you had because it just ruined that for you.
1: I know. I know. There's so many like good bakes that I've like. <clears throat> like because I do the group. a like, group watch with the family to like watch the show. And uh, that first season we we're going through like certain things. And I'm like that's good. That's good. And someone's like did you try that? And I was like no. No, <laughs> no. I didn't. You know. I'm <laughs> just like seeing it there. I'm like. I still that, that that the flavor that I've never had still haunts me to this day.
0: <laughs> I my biggest regret is a cake that I didn't eat at a restaurant where I had like one of the best pastas and I was leaving and they were bringing out a complimentary cake because I was the only one in the restaurant and I, I just I was like, No, thank you and walked out.
1: <laughs> and no. to this day,
0: I think about the cake. It was like the cake in uh, Matilda It was like double chop. It looks and it was the best pasta in Greece too. It wasn't even like, you know, what? if it was if it was that good pasta in Greece, the cake would have been astounding. So right. Haunts me, haunts me. <laughs> COVID ruins everything. Not cool, not chill. COVID. Not did yeah. I ever tell you good vibes only? COVID.
1: COVID no, doesn't care know? about vibes. COVID is just a vibe destroyer.
0: Okay, my last bake-off question. You yeah. is okay. So, how long did the desserts then sit out? Like, I'm sure because they take pictures. I'm sure this photography lights. Does it get cold? Do the judges take that into consideration? Does it melt some in elements like ice cream?
1: uh if it's ice cream they put in the fridge for certain things if it's like it's a hot like a hot ass day they'll definitely like stuff it in the fridge for certain things but uh it's there's yeah there's constant photos being taken of it and it's just going moving from side to side so there's a lot of like uh busy work with the cake because usually they bake it and then we go to lunch and then they come back and then we do the tastings for like the main like the um the showstoppers and stuff like that but if it's a um what's that word um i uh know, technical world, challenge.
0: Yeah, technical Ooh, challenge. The wow. gingham feet, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah, right to the gingham altar. They <laughs> they eat that one right afterwards. So it's like pretty quick. After they take the pictures and the dailies and all that stuff, then they come back. So that one doesn't sit too long.
0: But they eat it right after lunch. They must be full.
1: Oh yeah. The I the judges eat so much food. Like there's just and we have like food get like um we have lunch, and then there's so many of these like these subs of just like substantials of things all day long. So they're just constantly just eating. It's it's like a great job, but it's also like a good way to just like, that's how I would die. Like just good, yeah. pure, pure pleasure, just enjoying it and not realizing my limit and then being like, oh, well, I've eaten too much. It's in my throat now.
0: I, well, yeah, that's my, uh, that's a dream job. And if I was dying, like if I had to make a wish, I'd be like, let me be the the taste tester on a cooking show. Right? No limits. No limits. <laughs> okay. Question number two so okay this is a for me personally i feel like the hardest part about starting stand-up besides bombing like the fear of it or actually bombing is finding your voice
1: Mm.
0: like finding what comes naturally which is going to make what you say funnier and also like easier to come up with material because it's what you think it's what you would say in real life when people are like you should do comedy it's because of what you just said um like rather than what you think would be funny or what you should be saying so what was your journey like to find your standup voice?
1: Um, yeah, it was a lot of trial and error. And there was a lot of just going out to different places and realizing certain things kind of resonated with different crowds and realizing that I have to like see the crowd, understand the crowd and try to like write things particularly like within myself that would kind of resonate with them. And uh, I have a different method than most people. For like, for me at the time, I was I had this set in my brain and I just kept adding more and more like tags and more and more things to it and just expanding it from there so my five minute bit turned out to be like a 15 minute bit and then i pick and choose different things and um and then yeah just plug and play different things in the in the middle of my sets to kind of like oh test new material out and i did that for a, a long time and it was good um but then uh i kind of shifted gears and moved to like sketch and improv and i've i've lost a lot of i lost a lot of jokes for sure they have just like I right. Don't remember them, and they're written down in a notebook that's just point form. And I'm like, I don't know how these sound.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So I'm relearning a lot, and it's it's fun and it's scary at the same time to kind of go out there again and just be like, oh, I know this joke, and then start it and go like, wait a minute, I got no idea. Yeah. This works. I'm like, ah, whatever. I feel confident, and like I think uh, two years of just doing improv and everything else like that has helped me in my confidence game. So now I can just be like, if I have nothing to talk about, I know I can just talk and. I, f- I feel OK, even though I still kind of rush my words a lot. Um, but yeah, I'm just definitely relearning a lot of those skills because I I just I'm trying to remember how to be funny when it comes to a stand up thing. And I'm, yeah, it, it's coming with time.
0: Yeah, I think you're right about the the skill of just being able to chill on stage and riff because um, that's going to that's going to happen when you have nothing or it's not going well. And that's always the backup. That's always the only option left is to be able to comfortably be on stage as a natural you and even if it's not funny, but um, yeah, because I did stand up for the first time after I guess through like COVID. So it would have been three years because mm. I hadn't done in a while before shutdown, and like I didn't I bombed completely. And I mm. for some reason, I didn't expect that. It just like thought it was like that muscle memory was going to come back. And once you're on, I don't know what it was, but like just did not do well. And it's funny because the the ne- the week after was my birthday party. And my friend was playing in a band and he was kind of like, do you want to do a little five minute set? little type five and i was like okay he's like do you want to host i was like stand up he's like whatever you want so i was like i'll do i'll do that and then i had that show and it was kind of like practice and because i bombed i was like oh i don't want to do this now <laughs> in front of all my friends and every, literally everyone i know i was like i don't do have way too much anxiety I'm, I'm just gonna i don't want i'm not gonna do any comedy at all uh it's too much so i was just like i was like i'll just say like hey thanks for coming out here's the band and then and so like i didn't even want to do it at all but then at some point in the party my i hear my friend he goes on stage and he's like all right we're gonna start playing soon and like i don't know the aries moon in me was like how dare you? <laughs> i was supposed to it's intro the band my
1: job and <laughs> i
0: went up to him and i was just like i thought i was supposed to intro the band he tried to hand me the microphone i was like no it's too late <laughs> no, no, the way. Went straight to my brother who was there, like, just shit. I was like, this guy said I could intro the band and now look at, he, I'm not even intro the band. He's like, he called you up four times. Four times he called you up and you were just, st- people were like, you, I looked at you and you were just staring into space. just. And you know what the worst part was, is that after the band, like, I don't know what, I mean, I know what came over for me jagger bombs but as soon as the set was done i like i was like i need to make a speech (laughs) made a speech got off stage someone's like good speech i was like what speech i don't remember a single thing and had anxiety the whole day because i was that my fear was like i was like well i bombed last week like what did i say did i what did i did i grieve my errands (laughs) (laughs) another thing yeah uh so yeah so i think i'm i think i'm no thank god oh someone sent me like oh man this is brutal but someone sent me a because people just come up to me like good like really funny when you roasted that guy and i was like oh no like I just, <laughs> it really was like did i air any grievances out but someone sent me a video and like it's oh man it's brutal because I, I basically I'm like at a point where I'm like, hey, it's bad luck not to buy the birthday girl a birthday drink on her birthday. So like I'll take vodka sodas. I love double vodka sodas. And I turn around to my friend because it was his birthday party too. It was like a joint one. We had the same birthday. And I was like, what do you want? And he like shakes his head at me. And I remember in that moment on stage in front of everyone with a spotlight into a microphone. I remember that I just asked someone who's sober what he wants, what drink he wants everyone to buy him. And I realized that on stage and immediately like tried to bail, but my the only thing that came to my head was like, he wants a hug. Everyone give him a hug. Save I'll give double vodka soda for me. Single singular hug for him.
1: Yeah. Double hug. We, want a yeah. chaser? Chaser hug? Yeah. yeah. So the
0: video that this person <laughs> sends me is like right but like it ends right when I'm like, what do you want for a drink? And I was just so <laughs> glad I didn't have
1: the rest of that. The yeah. rest of it.
0: Because I just couldn't <laughs> take i couldn't watch that <laughs> so, well, I quit. so i yeah. quit yeah
1: <laughs> yeah you know if you want to get back on that horse that horse is there but uh, i understand the kind of apprehensive uh quality to what that uh situation was i understand that yeah. i've been there before for sure
0: <laughs> yeah I, i'm also worried that my like if i if i'm having a panic moment i would just like the the next day kalenko came to the party and he was the next day he was like you were trash like you kept on saying the same things oh the same three things and i'm such a repetitive drunk and he was like you just kept saying that you gave a speech you don't remember which like everyone was like you kept on saying i don't remember my speech and then you'd be like did i give a speech so i was like you kept on mentioning the speech that you don't remember uh that you did a show last week and you bombed and then they said ask tattoo because i got a butt tattoo the day before and i was like did I tell you about the ass tattoo, or did I show you? And he was like, "Definitely show, definitely." show. <laughs> Everyone the next day was like, "Saw your ass," and I was like, "Good
1: stonecutters." <laughs> yeah. Got it too. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> See, but uh, Christopher Nolan does a whole movie about that, and he gets acclaim. But you actually repeat things over and over again, and That's you know true. you get the fifth degree. My so what answer? is it do people not like Christopher Nolan or do they like Christopher Nolan That's let me
0: question. tell you one more time about how I bombed last week and <laughs> you have to hear it <laughs> now we're going to take a little break and return with your guest Alan Shane Lewis
1: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
0: And we're back with Alan Shane Lewis. Um, what's your question number three? What's your ideal comedy job? would you would you want to write sketch forever? Would you want to be a game show host stand up actor?
1: Um, there's, two, there's two that I really want to do. I would love to uh, create my own cartoon. And I think I my entire life was, you know, built for this moment. I've watched so many of them. I've enjoyed them with my niece and nephews a lot. Like, there's just something about the quality nature of a, a good animation that really can bring forth some jokes that you can't get in sketch or live action stuff. So something like that where I get to um just completely put my stank on it. Completely. I don't know why I should stank, but <laughs> my stank. Uh something like that. Um that would be fun. And uh another job that's uh I would like to do is somehow like do you remember Cabby on the street, Cabrell Richards I don't know if this is aging me in a certain way.
0: Cabby,
1: on-, Cabby on the street, yeah. Do you remember Not him? Cash Cab. No, 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 not Adam Green's cat. cat. (laughs) No, 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 not him. But I would do that job. That'd be pretty cool. But I need a G2 first. Um, (laughs) unless it's a bike one. Then I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. If you want to hop on the back of this bike, you have some questions for you. Cash rickshaw. (laughs) Cash rickshaw. Also, A, B, give me a second. C. Um, Yeah, no, I want to do uh, somehow sports and uh, interviewing and comedy together where Mm -hmm. I somehow trick uh, TSN or a score or an NBA TV Canada to pay for me to go to different sporting events and I interview uh, basketball players and I make jokes and I'm just a personality within that and I get to just play around and uh, make basketball jokes, which I don't often get to do. Like I have a podcast and that's the only time I get to make those jokes because like In public, in the nature, in the wild, no one, no one cares for those jokes. So if I could be able to do something like that, that would be kind of great.
0: That's so cool. That it sounds like you're setting yourself up for that because you do like these are things you enjoy. And I really like when people add a different category to comedy, like this fusion. And then like Jordan Peele is such a good director for horror movies because he truly loves horror movies. Like he knows it inside and out, and so he can make good stuff with it. And sometimes like people don't expect. Funny people to to do other things, but if you're like, if you love basketball and you know your shit and you're already like a good uh, public speaker, you can mix those too. Like, that's, yeah,
1: you and it. and the the comedy within the basketball community. You know, sometimes I'm just like, that's funny, I guess. You know, just sitting there <laughs> like, I don't know. So I met her last night at you know, the open mic, but you know, but like, <laughs> so there there is there's a path I feel hopefully. So you know, what's up NBA TV candidates? Your boy Alan, hook me up for something. Get a
0: very specific basketball demo reel going. Oh, yeah.
1: I just, I like to tag them and tweet sometimes and just be like, remember me? (laughs) Just whatever. Yeah,
0: Yeah, do you tweet a lot? Do you put out, are you a TikToker? Do you put out content?
1: I I try to use TikTok, but I I don't know. I'm too self-conscious to make TikToks, I think. I think I have to put in a lot of thought on something. Even though the best stuff that I've ever like, not the best stuff, the most uh, engaged stuff I find on TikTok is stuff that I'm like, ah, fuck it, and I just put it on there and it gets the traction. Right. But I don't know; it's just that's not how my brain works. A lot of times, I think I have like ideas that I want to like. Oh, I'll just see what happens from right, you know, yeah. kind of do it out. But I do like to tweet. I tweet a lot. Um, that's where I spend most of my time. Twitter is uh, super fun. I found a good community within there within sports and Black Twitter and all the other stuff. So it's it's a lot of fun for me.
0: Uh, yeah, I definitely love I love tweeting. And <laughs> so with TikTok, I, there's, my friend sent me one the other day and it was like Ariana Grande doing like it, as like if Ariana Grande started in Zoolander and it's like there's officially too much content. Out there. <laughs> like I don't care. I don't need this. It's not that it's not funny. It's just like, I don't know. But with Twitter, I love it. But I tweet truly into the void. Like I have no followers. I follow one account. It's Medieval Times Toronto. <laughs> this is gonna be a drinking game. How many t- episodes? How many times can I bring up Medieval Times in this? But I love it. But here's but, the yeah. question:
1: How 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 banging are those tweets of Medieval Times though?
0: Oh, they haven't tweeted in ages. I'm like waiting for the birthday codes. <laughs> they do not. They do not tweet. Well, I think one time they retweeted like some. Uh, like L.A. mom account, and I was like, "Why? What?"
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was right here, <laughs> strong I, supporter.
0: I will run. That's my dream job: running the Medieval Times Twitter account. <laughs> but um, or getting, I want to get one of the nights to come. I want to all Medieval Night, uh, Times podcast, where I just get to quiz the nights. <laughs> but um, yeah, I love Twitter. I think uh, I love Twitter.
1: Mm.
0: It's good. I might find that even with like Instagram, my favorite accounts are just meme pages that post funny tweets
1: that's all I want yeah that's the thing yeah it's it's especially when yeah when you have a good following of people like you have a good little thing you're like oh I will find some really hilarious gems and I'm I'm become the the old uncle who just spams everyone's group chats with like specific tweets that I found that I'm like this is for you this is your tweet like you know I
0: love that customized uh, tweet
1: that's 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 me now because no one else in my family really uses Twitter my mom has Twitter but I don't think she tweets a Twitter game is kind of weak, not going to lie. You know, yeah. Love her regardless.
0: Yeah, I tweet. I don't, uh, I don't like, scroll, but I do tweet. But, okay, that leads me to question number four. So, you do put out consistent content. Do you feel like that's necessary to get recognition or to get noticed? Uh, like, do you have a fear? I, f- I find that in the comedy community, there's this thing of, like, you got to, like, hustle, 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 because if you don't, you'll be forgotten, uh, and you will miss opportunities if you're not seen all the time. Like, it's – I remember – like it was everyone was so happy to have a break during covid Mm because no one was giving themselves that
1: yeah no i yeah i i definitely feel like there is this kind of uh what was your last move kind of thing especially within stand-up i've noticed where it's like if you're not out there really in these streets and doing these shows you don't get booked on a lot of things and i'm I, i don't i don't i'm in a weird mental space sometimes where i feel like, I'm bothering someone to ask for a spot. So I don't do that anymore. I'm just like, all right, if you ask me, I'll do it. But I'm not gonna go around, even though I probably should be that's, you know, the way you get booked, booked and busy. But as far as putting content, yeah, I think I kind of do that in a sense. um, Especially with like the Instagram stories, if I have any stupid idea that comes to my brain, I'm like, Oh, 24 hours, I'll be deleted. Easy. That's easy. (laughs) Put that out there and remind everybody that I exist. And yeah, it's, it's something that is, uh, it does feel like you've painted yourself into a corner and you have to kind of do this in order to like exist. But, um, when it's content that I've just like, I'm just whatever about, I'm just happy to put out. I tend to not make it. it doesn't feel like work sometimes, but
0: right. Yeah. 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 I, I think I'm with you in that. Like, I don't, when you said it's uh you you don't ask anymore you wait for people to and you're like maybe i shouldn't do that i actually think i don't know i don't think it's the right or wrong way but for me personally i don't i never ask i never i don't want to mm-hmm. ask for favors or anything like i will always say yes if if someone reaches out to me but i don't use connections or don't try to ask my friends for favors and um and then when i needed to do a show to tape something i did ask someone and i was like I'm, i was just so apologetic like i'm really sorry to do this and they're like i gave it to you because i knew that you needed it because you don't do this and i i do think that like i don't know with like it's so hard with mental health in the comedy community because it i feel like it's that thing where if you're not constantly doing it then you get forgotten but i don't want to be like then it's like i'm Mm -hmm. not enjoying it and the whole reason i'm supposed to be doing it is to enjoy it and then this thing of like i should be everyone's working so hard and i'm not should i be asking should i be doing more um so i don't think there's a right way or wrong way to do it but i don't think uh yeah, I'm, I'm very like that, where it's like someone asks me, I'll, I'll say yes, if I can, I'll say yes, but I don't reach out.
1: Yeah, yeah, because I definitely see <clears throat> other people who take the, you know, the the opposite route and are constantly asking the working, but I'm like, I don't know, I feel like a lot of times you could, I don't know, for me, I burn out real easy. So something like that, I could see myself doing that and booking myself the entire weekend. I'm like, well, what did I come out of it? You know, I'm like, if I can do it this way, and still kind of keep my head above it, and still try to write and try to do other things, then I feel like at least I'm, I'm, I don't know, I'm doing enough that I, I feel okay, you know, and I'm enjoying myself. Cause if I don't enjoy myself, yeah, I, I don't want to do it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. But it sucks that the sometimes, like I find that if I post something, I'm very likely to get a job after mm, like, someone yeah. will reach out. Cause it's like, you know, it's like, oh yeah, we need someone for this. Oh, Roche just posted this. That's pretty funny. That's like top of mind kind of thing. Yeah. Well, that's but, kind of
1: how I got into comedy by just posting just a shit ton on like Twitter and Facebook. And then somebody was like, Hey, I like some of those jokes. Could you come do this? And then everything kind of just opportunity. Really and opportunity. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause you can repost something, but like 20 people come to a show that 20 people see it and only those 20 people and they leave and that's it. Yeah. And they won't even remember. They won't be like, That guy was funny. And then that's it. Whereas like you can just like share an image of a tweet with your name on it. A couple of those people remember the name and that, you know, bada bing, bada yeah. boom. Boom. That's how Eastside Mario's was
1: <laughs> but a bing big bang I don't know what I'm doing anymore I'm so sorry about that joke <laughs> but a big but a big bang theory oh!
0: write that one down great sketch yeah <laughs> honestly. <laughs> A big bang, East Side Mario's fusion restaurant sketch. That's
1: what the people need, not what they want, what they need if you think like about it.
0: Something when you uh, like something you find on a 24 hour sketch challenge where <laughs> <laughs> yeah. people have just been like writing all night and just gets to this chaotic level. Okay, I've got my last question for you. I you can't really compare comedy because like all comedians bring something different to the table. But what do you feel like you bring or that you can give that others may not?
1: Um, I don't. I don't think there's anything I could really give that no one else can. I feel like everyone can do what I do. Um, I I will say I have a a, a large like list of television quotes and movie quotes that I don't know if. Everyone has sometimes like sometimes I'll just like make a random quote from a movie. And I'm like, why did I say that? And then no one will understand what I'm saying. And then eventually, like the 30th time I say it, somebody like, Oh, that's from thing. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, okay, there it is. You know, to kind of sum up this kind of emotion or what's kind of going on. I I definitely have a bunch of those. So maybe that, uh I love that TV I've watched.
0: (laughs) I think that's a like in some ways like an ultimate connection. I think that's also like some people like fall in love harder or something because they'll be like, "You, you say that quote, like I say that quote." It's just Uh, this like kindred. Uh, Yeah, I grew up watching commercials. Obviously, like the day and age of commercials all the time, and like me and my brother will quote commercials to this day, and I'll say it, and no one has a clue, and it's like I forget because me and my brother know it all. Yeah, as like you think that everyone. No, like, I'll always just be like, my wrists are on fire because of a Tylenol ad that I saw. <laughs> like, uh, There was one commercial for, uh, like, a voice recorder. There is one an infomercial for a voice recorder. And it was so funny because it was like the way they, were, they had examples of, like, milk, butter, eggs. But then this one guy was like, pick up kids at four. <laughs> it's like, you need a voice recorder. <laughs>
1: oh, shit, my kids. <laughs> just, it's five o'clock.
0: Remember that you have children that you need to get.
1: Oh, man. He's probably like picking up the children at the egg place and trying to buy eggs at the children place. Yeah. Probably all chaotic <laughs> in that person's life. Oh my I, god!
0: If I if these are the eggs, <laughs> where are my where kids? My
1: kids? <laughs> Just in a cake? Fuck! <laughs> I fucked up again, wife. Oh no!
0: That you're taste testing on the yeah. great Canadian
1: <laughs> fake show. <laughs> show, yeah, Diane. Also, this is one commercial—I don't know if you—you remember this one, but head on apply directly to the floor. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, that, that one. It was
0: effective. It, it was really effective. worked.
1: Never got it, but I thought about it forever until this day. So.
0: Uh yeah, let's just list all the things that we remember <laughs> yeah. from it. Uh, I remember, you know, when uh, they used to sell like demo ta- or not demo tapes, like mix CDs on through commercials. They would have like. It would be like a CD Big shiny and then they, 11
1: or something like that.
0: Yeah. But then sometimes there was like random ones. It was just like, this is just like a straight up R&B album of like artists you've never heard. Oh, and then yeah. they would play the song. <laughs> and so I remember very distinctly, there was one that was like, this is exa- the tune, the lyrics verbatim, everything. It was living in a box. Yeah. Yeah. Living in a cardboard box.
1: <laughs> Who could forget such classics as <laughs> yeah. living in a cardboard box, babe. Buy this for two prices of 19 <laughs> What song is that? I'm gonna Google that.
0: Yeah, let's Google, Sean, get it on the Google. <laughs> but it's like, does someone just pay to have this commercial release? Like, I guess anyone can technically I, air I a commercial. Be-
1: the I want to believe time. somebody like said it. it's like that's a song like that's not a song and they're like it is and then they went through this elaborate <laughs> way of proving that it's a song see it's, a com- it's an infomercial anyways that cost me $2,000
0: yeah they got caught in a lie they just try and impress someone
1: yeah I
0: guess that is a I think you should leave sketch everything always relates back to a I think you should leave sketch <laughs> Ooh, that's a song. That's a, uh, "Living in a Box" by. Where's the artist? "Living in a Box" artist album "Living in a Box" <laughs> song "Living in a Box."
1: Honestly, "Living in a this Box", box be- is. My favorite album from "Living in a Box" was "Living in a Box," and my favorite <laughs> song was "Living in a Box." So.
0: By "Living in a Box." <laughs> like you know that I think you should leave sketch where they're like, what, what, what should, uh, video do you like? And he can't think of one. And the next day he, comes <laughs> he makes this. it. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Whoa! (laughs) So crazy, right? It's my Tim Robinson impressions.
0: (laughs) Uh, Is he your? I don't know. He's my comedy hero. Who's yours?
1: Ooh, comedy hero.
0: Or just like I just look like funny, I think is the funniest person alive. Yeah. Absolutely. Everything he does slaps. I just my humor just connects so good.
1: I I've had a couple cuz it had to change like before it used to be Dave Chappelle growing up and then it was just like oh, man he went all Kanye West out of here he's just uh, really frustrating to be a fan of right now but um I don't know yeah I think I think definitely Tim Robinson I love um uh oh I forgot his name uh, from Detroiters as well um Oh
0: yeah Sam uh, Sa- um, uh, Yeah no. Sam 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 Richardson yeah. yeah I
1: love him um Ben Schwartz is super funny there's like yeah. nothing he could put him in that I'm just like oh yeah this needs Ben Schwartz right here
0: yeah well that's the thing that they bring to the table and I think everyone's got that and you have that too like everyone's like little quirks personalities yeah. like I worked with someone who could just say a name and everyone would laugh and I would if I said it no one would laugh at all <laughs> but um this is my this is my screensaver for those who can't see it's um Tim, Robertson, Tim
1: Robinson the in, the hot,
0: in a hot dog suit from one of the sketches <laughs> and I never question like that's just that makes me happy like I make my screensaver something I open up and it makes me laugh and I don't say I forget that that's my screensaver and so I was working with this like elderly gentleman and he <laughs> they, like phone you know he's like you got a text he looks down he just goes is that your boyfriend <laughs> 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 I wish
1: <laughs> oh if only the hot dog man could man yeah. that would but be the-
0: great Make my screensaver, like my partner in a hot dog suit, just him <laughs> like really up close.
1: if that's not a relationship that's envious of everyone. i I, I don't know what it is. that's that sounds so beautiful, you know, if my partner, yeah, just like wear a doing. hot dog suit. and that she's just like, yep, that's 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 my dude right there. <laughs> there's an artist
0: uh, I really like, and he's got this song. and uh, he's he's his name's Alex Cameron. He's met, married to Jemima Kirk and uh he sings a song about her and the things that he's singing about her like dancing in a bald cap and like things that aren't yeah like you know that's like i would love that i would love yeah. to, to write a song about me uh, like showing everyone your ass at the party then everyone <laughs> and then asking everyone what you said like that was you
1: be... beautifully sung just yeah that'd be amazing
0: yeah if you can't handle me at my worst save yourself truly <laughs> run for cover <laughs> Uh, Alan it's so thank you so much for coming on it was such a pleasure to have you yeah. those are all the questions for uh, today I will have more okay. in the future but do you have anything to plug uh,
1: no I have five questions for you now No, um, <laughs> uh, yeah sure uh, watch Greg great Canadian Baking Show uh, uh, CBC CBC Jam new season maybe coming out soon who knows uh, and then also uh, watch uh, Rafa God's Better Bake Along and if you like basketball podcasts blow the hardwood you can check that out everywhere you like podcasts and everything like that
0: Thanks again to Alan Shane Lewis, the Sonar Network, and Bad Dog Comedy Theater. Your support makes a difference and you can donate today by going to baddogtheater.com. Five Things is produced by Victoria Kucher and we couldn't do it without our amazing tech, Sean Murray. And of course, but I'm me- your host, Roche Abdullah. Bow, 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 bow. Bow, bow, bow.
1: Press play on Encore Azaleas and binge-watch gorgeous blooms all season long. Encore Azaleas rebloom in spring, summer, and fall, so you don't have to wait all year for the next big show. More compact, more sun-tolerant, and more cold-hardy, with vibrant bloom colors and sizes to fit your landscape, Encore Azaleas are a must-watch. Ready to add the number one best-selling blooming azalea to your watch list? Select your blooms now at EncoreAzalea.com.